0: Hello and welcome to the Barretting Pod, part of the 1012 Podcast Network who partners with the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman. That man is Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing this late evening Thursday?
1: Man, we're 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 getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving, so I can't complain. This I can is
0: I can taste the yeah. turkey and dressing.
1: We need to figure out what we're gonna do next week. I mean, fact, I guess I get, we'll just have to record like an earlier. We'll,
0: we need to do early. I mean, we're both. I mean, I don't know what you got going on. You stay at home, Are you traveling? What's going on?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, we're we're not going anywhere. Okay, we'll go. We I... will go to we will go to my in laws on Thanksgiving Day because okay. it's their year where like my wife's whole family will be in town. But okay, we're not we're not we're not leaving town. I'm working Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, I'm so, o- I'm only off Thursday and Friday which I'm very stoked to be off Thursday and Friday
0: so I'm only off Thursday I have to work Friday and then my family's actually having it on Saturday because I have adult niece and nephew who are in college and right stuff, right yep and they have significant others so they're doing it with them on Thursday and so we're doing ours on Saturday so so I'm open Wednesday and Thursday night
2: yeah Thursday Although
0: night is probably so, not a good night, but uh,
1: normally what happens is um, my wife will normally like stay the night at her parents' house because, you know, some years we'll go to my parents and her parents. This year we're just going to her parents, but um, she always ends up staying the night at her parents' house. And then she gets up Friday morning and her mom and like her aunt and like mm-hmm. her sister, you know, like her, her brother's wives and stuff. They will go out Black Friday shopping, and I normally come home Thursday night, and I spend the night at home taking care of our dog because we don't want to leave our dog, you know, alone for a night. And then normally Black Friday, at least during the day, is like Joe Day. You know, it's like I just get to play video games.
0: On going on.
1: You
0: got like, contraball on all day, or normally yeah. you do.
1: And so, like, I, you know, normally that's my day. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but we will see. Normally, like, normally Black Friday is, like, it's ju- just like a me day. So. Okay. So we'll figure it out. It's possible that we can record Thursday night. We'll see. We will chat. We
0: may have to do, like, a a quick turnaround
1: Monday or Tuesday. But, you know, type of thing. one of the things, now that we're getting close and we're, like, in the midst of Thanksgiving season is... A lot of the times people will you know openly talk about the things that they're thankful for, Matt. And so I want to mm-hmm. just bring up the fact that I am thankful for something, and that is that I did not watch a single second, not one second of the Baylor versus Kansas State game last week. It was my anniversary. I was out hanging out with well, my wife.
2: Go. Happy I didn't anniversary. Look at
1: the game one time. Matt, I don't eat I I I know based off of plenty of text messages that I got that it wasn't a pleasant experience to watch, but I don't even know what the final score was, Matt.
0: I think I believe it was 59 to 25.
1: Oh man, that sucks. I don't care. I don't think there's ever been a moment where I cared less about Baylor football. And that's saying a lot from somebody that yeah. takes the time to to write about it and to talk on a podcast about it.
0: So basically. It was 21-7, first quarter. Then, in the second quarter, Kansas State put up two more touchdowns, and Baylor scored six. Then, third quarter, they put up 17. Baylor scored six. Then, fourth quarter, they scored one more touchdown, and we've scored more. So, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch the whole game. So some of these sixes that Baylor put up, I don't know if they're two field goals or we went for two. I know a couple times we went for two. I, think oh, they're I all guarantee touchdowns, you the scoring a touchdown
1: and going for two. I think all these are touchdowns. the thing lately.
0: Yeah. And we went for two every time and didn't get it any. So,
1: yeah. I did hear that the, uh, the host game press conference was quite somber.
0: I didn't watch it. I've quit watching those because I'll be quite honest. I just got tired of hearing the same thing every week and seeing no, you know, evidence of any kind of change or adaptation with how Baylor does anything on either side of the ball. So I did listen. I did listen to parts of the, uh, I guess it was the TCU the you know, the Monday press conference. That one was different. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but but I didn't listen to it. So I would assume it would be somber. You gave up fifty nine points to a team that's not really known for high scoring games. Like they'll they'll put up points, but it'll be like thirty five, thirty eight, forty. You know, that's a high scoring Kansas State game. They put forty one on Houston. And, a while, I mean, I know, like, 14 of those were turnovers. Like, I think a scoop and score, then there's a pick six. But still, that's that's a lot of – that's a horrible defensive outing for the Bears, even given yeah. everything that's going on this year.
1: Yeah. So, once again, another loss. Um, the same stuff.
0: The same yeah. stuff that happened. Officially out of, out, out
1: of bowl eligibility. So, we don't have to worry about that at all. Oh, we weren't um, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Some so, of us still believed, man. I, I don't have... know who's
0: talking about bowls, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's not happening. <coughs> and quite frankly, I don't, I mean, I don't. In with the risks to spoil like picks later on, I don't think we're going to win another game.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't think we will either. Um I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell um, of no, us winning like,
0: another game. I so yeah, it, I didn't. I watched the first quarter, and I think it was like seven to seven. I was like, well, maybe we can be competitive. Then before you knew it, it was twenty-one to seven. I was like, nope, we can't. And I, I, well, I I stopped watching. I just kept up with it through like ESPN alerts on my phone.
1: On the plus side, Matt. We both predicted that game correctly because we both picked K-State to win. Um, Silver lining. Yeah. Overall, last week, you and I went four and three each. Um, We both got Kansas beating Tech incorrect. We both picked that one. And we both got Houston beating Cincinnati incorrect. Um, Then I missed out on Oklahoma State at UCF. You got that one. And you missed out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yes you did and then you missed out uh you picked byu to beat iowa state they let, and,
0: uh, i'm i'm not picking them again they've let me down like three weeks in a row
1: keaton slovis man You do not have Keaton slovis
0: all right all right so where are we but at overall
1: overall you were sitting at 52 and 40 so still 12 games over 500 not bad i'm sitting at 60 and 32 which is pretty solid if i do say so myself
0: I mean, if we were betting um, money, we'd be doing really good this year.
1: Yeah, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be we'd doing be, well. We'd be doing um, well. Now, I I do have to say though, is I actually went four and four last week because I went on a little rant in our podcast last week's episode where I said oh, yeah. there was oh, yeah. no chance that um, Texas A and M was going to fire Jimbo Fisher this year, and then right. they immediately like. Three or four days after we dropped that podcast, fired Jimbo Fisher.
0: Oh, yeah. After they like. I think they put like a 50 piece on Mississippi State or something.
1: Yeah. And so, they... you know, here's what the funny part was from everything that I've read. And and from the Aggie friends that I have that I've talked to, he was he was for all intents and purposes It had, had been fired on Thursday night while we were recording because. Essentially, the the board of regents has to approve replacing him, right? Because of the amount of money yes. that is. They involved had a meeting Thursday night. Yeah, that's and what so they I were heard meeting to. Thursday night where they decided, yeah, let's fire him.
0: They weren't going to fire actually.
1: him on Friday, the day before a game. So he plays the game, and then after the game is over, Sunday or Monday, whatever it was, is when like the athletic department gets everything together, gets HR, legal, and all that stuff, and officially informs him of the decision. But. Basically, what happened was is while like literally as I was on a microphone saying that he would not be fired this year, the people with a lot more intelligence and money than me were making the decision to fire him. They were
0: disagreeing with you. Yeah. (laughs) By hey, but here's the thing: don't feel sorry for Jimbo Fisher. Oh, nobody does. He's got like seventy-seven million dollars coming his way.
1: I to to uh, not work. I want. I want so bad. To, like, to be fired and be paid. I want to get paid $76 million to do yeah. nothing more than anything in this world.
0: Here's, we we need to go back in time. Go back to our, our days in college. Work really hard to become, like, assistant
1: coaches. No, you know what? I, work Texas our way A&M, up. Board of Regents, if you're listening, real quick, Matt. I will, uh, you can pay me a million dollars to not coach for you. I will be, I will take 176th of what you're giving Jimbo Fisher. I think, and Matt, I'll split it with you, Matt. How about that? Yeah. yeah. We'll both take 500 grand. 176th for us to do the same thing that Jimbo's going to do for you. You know, I'm pretty sure what we do you say? You
0: could get, uh, we could get AM to
1: 75. Oh, dude, for sure. For we sure. could get with that much money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Recruiting, the keep thing. the recruiting staff. We could get exactly, to yeah.
1: It would just be assistance. I wouldn't do a thing. I played Madden. I played NCAA. I would go. I, I would do, do the media stuff, you know. And and I would, I would make kids promises like like, yeah, you're going to start as a freshman. Come here. Come yeah. play here. Yeah, you get mad at your position coach if it doesn't. I happen. could be,
0: yeah, I could definitely be seventy-five, an under five hundred coach over four or five years, and then you can pay me like like you said, you can pay me. A smallest of portions of what you pay Jimbo to not coach. Yeah. Them,
1: and I'd be happy. I'll sign a $500,000 contract right now and then you yeah. can fire me. Absolutely. I mean, crap, just pay you, my student loans and I'll be You were
0: right. You, you were right about one thing though. Like, I think you're correct because we were talking about it and like, I, I just don't see them going after we, we mentioned like like Jeff trailer I just don't know if you can pay Jimbo 77 million to not coach and then hire utsa's head coach
2: I don't see I, how you that's can
0: so do stupid
1: that. I, I get I don't I don't know we want to say that that's am and and in recent years that's who am has been has been this like well no we have to go get the biggest name possible but
0: I think it's something I just
1: else. at some point you they're not stupid right you know, yeah, and so you have to say like what we've been doing hasn't been working. Maybe we go try to like make it work in another way. Well, I think uh, another thing I, th- I, I agree, like it, from everything we know about them, like I don't see them hiring Jeff. Traylor. I
0: do see this with with the realignment and the money that A and M obviously will pay, and the money that they obviously have. That it maybe opens the door for people we're just not thinking about that would take that A and M job, because for remove everything else. It is a. I think it is one of the, a premier job in the SEC. They have tons of money. It's cursed, though. It's they a cursed job. Brand recognition, I mean, and all the tradition, and everything. Like it's, it's a big job.
1: But it's. It, I. I firmly believe it's a cursed job because there is there is nothing other than some supernatural higher power that does not like Texas A and M to explain how they can be who they are and have so little to show for it historically.
0: If you were Dan Campbell, would you leave the Lions to
1: coach at your alma mater? Hell no. For? Hell no. There are 32 There are thirty-two NFL head coaching jobs, and he's oh. killing it.
0: Oh yeah, he's killing it, and also like...
1: With it's NFL, not like Saban or Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah, but, and also the thing is like the college job, like Saban works year-round. Those NFL coaches, they have time off.
1: Yeah, the NFL the NFL's an infinitely better job than a college job. You get paid more in college?
0: That's what Kellen Moore is not coaching at Boise not going to be because he's an offensive coordinator in the NFL and gets yeah, months off and gets paid millions of dollars. Why would I want to coach college and all You don't have, have to
1: go to some parents' house and, to and to convince them to like convince their kid to come play for you. to come play for me.
0: Yeah. No. is so much such a better job. Any any coach, an assistant coach, NFL is better. But yeah, so I don't know what what direction they go. Maybe there there's probably someone we're not thinking about that is a high profile that would jump at the chance. I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, like when they
1: hired Jimbo, I didn't see that coming.
0: Yeah, and it was all, in retrospect, it was a bad hire because he wasn't killing it at Florida State before then.
1: Well, he, he had won the national title, but he in he 14, rode Jameis Winston yeah. and a bunch of guys that Bobby Bowden had brought there.
0: Yeah, and so. It, it was kind of
1: the yeah, other you, thing. The other thing yeah. you have to think about is winning a national championship is one of the hardest things to do in college football. In Absolutely. college sports, winning Absolutely. a national championship, especially in football, winning a national championship for multiple schools is almost unheard of. Like Saban's done it. Um, is there anybody recently that's won like? For multiple schools, no, I, 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 that, that list, I bet, you, I bet you can't count on more than one hand, at least in the modern era. Like as a head coach, Not talking about like when Yale was winning natties every year.
0: Well, also the thing is, like, normally national championship coaches don't change jobs, right? See,
1: college football. Saban coaching. did
0: LSU and Alabama, yeah. But I don't think anyone else has won multiple for different schools. Like Dabbles won multiple at Clemson, but that's it. I can't think of anyone recently. Hold on. Okay. Even just thinking back, like Bobby Bowden won multiple, but he was all at Florida State.
1: So Uh. this is from, this is an article from 2010 that I found from alabama.com. And the title says Nick Saban or Mac Brown will join Brown. an exclusive or will join an exclusive club with a second national title.
0: So, but Mac Brown hasn't had a second national title.
1: No, he has not. But Nick Saban did. So
0: Yeah, and then some. So yeah, so it's just Nick the, the, Saban.
1: Here, hold on. Here's the list. Let me find the list. All right. So this is just a list of guys. Well, and this was in 2010. We could add to this, but I who all I don't I don't know if it's anybody but Saban. Is he the only one? Okay, no. So here we go. Pop Warner won national titles with Pittsburgh in 1916 and 1918, and then one with Stanford in 1926. Howard Jones won at Yale in 1909. So that's almost
0: 100 years ago, the first yeah,
1: one. Yale in 1909. He also led USC to titles in 1928, 31, 32, and 39. Um, all right, what, so you have Howard Jones, Pop Warner.
0: Or Bear Bryant.
1: And then Fritz Chrysler led Princeton to national titles in 1933 and 1935 and won one at Michigan in 1947. What? So Nick Saban was the fourth coach. In the history of college football. So in this century,
0: it's just Nick Saban.
1: Yeah. And those guys back then, there's no telling if these national titles were, you know, Boys Life Magazine national champions. <laughs>
0: yeah. And also, those national champions back then were uh, very non-melanated championships. <laughs> awesome. Let's just be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The- <laughs> There's there's only one coach that did it after the civil like besides Saban, before Saban did it, only one won a national title after the civil war, Matt. Or after the after World War II, sorry. Fritz Chrysler. He won in nineteen forty seven. So all of the other two before Saban were all
0: pre all of those were pre World were, War II. And they are all you're talking about this is all still during segregation.
1: Yeah. Same and, wearing- and, you you, and you had shared national titles, which you don't have anymore, yeah. right? Like there's one, that it's it's so much harder to win a national championship. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so going out and hiring a guy that's won a national title somewhere, or actually, no, there is another one. Hold on, hold on. We're stupid. There's probably people listening at, at, to this right now that are telling us we're idiots. There is one more coach that's done it. Oh, Les Miles. And it could be a guy that they go and get. Les Miles, right? No, that's no. miles. The, he, he, only he, only the LSU. he
0: only won at LSU. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Urban Meyer. He won at Florida oh, and at Ohio State.
0: Yeah. Urban's not leading. I'm sorry. He's not, he's got a cushy gig.
1: I don't know, man.
2: There's, there, well, there's only, I'm just, just using context in the world. Also
0: because like Pete Thammel is pretty, pretty tight with, with Urban. And whenever he put out his list, he didn't list Urban. Gotcha. So that ha- I'm just u- using those clues to be like, well, Urban's probably not in the mix.
2: Because
0: he doesn't want to be. a and would absolutely hire Urban Meyer.
1: Man, it is Maybe so hard talk to him into it. multiple national titles. That's crazy. Like, just <laughs> even not saying it, even like Urban Meyer's won multiple, Saban's won multiple, Dabo's won multiple, Pete Carroll yeah. will count his... And then Bobby Bowden won two. Dennis Erickson won two at Miami. And then, like, that was 89 and 91 when Erickson did it. And then you go back, and it's, like, Paterno won two at Penn State in the in the 80s. And then Bob Devaney won two in the 70s in Nebraska. And then you're starting – now you're getting, like, the 60s and the 40s. Like, yeah. Like it's crazy. Like Switzer, of course, owned the seventies, and he won one. Uh, he owned seventy four, seventy five, and eighty five at Oklahoma. Dkr won three at Texas. Woody Hayes won three at Ohio or Ohio State. Um, Bud Wilkinson at Oklahoma in the fifties. And then you know, but besides that, you're talking about like, like not a whole lot of dudes have won multiple well, national titles, let and, alone at multiple schools.
0: And it's less about if you think about it, it's less about. The coach, you have to look at the school. And you, you know, kind of goes to your point. Like, like Ed Ogeron has a national championship at LSU, but LSU has
1: three national championship coaches. Yeah.
0: So it's like and, it's just it's the program. Like you can win one at 15, LSU. Alabama obviously
1: right. A&M, and AM's cursed. Like I'm I'm telling you, like AM is a cursed yeah. program.
0: I think like Texas will get closer. It has gotten closer to AM. And probably in the SEC will get closer to AM to win a national championship. Yeah, for sure. This year they may get closer. Or no, they're definitely get closer this year. But this year they could be in the playoff. I mean, they're they're this right. A&M there.
1: has not played in a in a conference championship game. Right? Has not has not competed no. for a conference championship since nineteen ninety eight.
0: And that was the what was it like the first or second Big Twelve championship?
1: The third one because we started in ninety six. So ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight.
0: The third one.
1: And then they went they went they won the Sugar Bowl that year and then they did not win or appear in. I don't even think a BCS Bowl until they won the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl a couple of years ago. So
0: how do you purge this curse for AM? If you're if you're athletic director, whoever, what do you do, Joe?
1: Who do you go You got? to You got to go find your own special identity and not go try to find something else, which is like they, they tried that with Sumlin, But he wasn't the right guy. He got he got hidden by Mike Evans and, and Johnny Manziel. Um, and he had Cliff Kingsbury calling plays for him. So there, you know, he he. And I won't okay. actually. I'm not going to knock him for that because hiring a good staff okay. is part of the.
0: Speaking of that, what what if you went and what about Cliff Kingsbury? He's not a good coach, though. I. He's not a good I, head coach. I don't know if that's correct.
1: He wasn't a I, good head coach. At I think.
0: I think Texas he, Tech is a vastly different job than Texas A&M, especially right now. And if if you get the recruits that AM can get, that offense could be pretty successful. Now
1: yeah, but if, he still scored he he scored plenty of points at tech. The problem yeah. for him isn't scoring points, the problem for him is winning games. So he also go, scored tons of points and had a great offense at the Arizona Cardinals. They did not win games.
0: Do you go to Mike Elko, another former AM coordinator?
1: I think Elko would be a great hire. Um, I don't know if he's enough for them. You know, again, like he doesn't bring flash. And I think he's going to be a guy that's like you will win nine to eleven games every year, and about, you will compete for the SCC West. But yeah, there again, AM wants national titles. Well, want the,
0: here's a here's a name who I like, who's been successful at a school that's not known for bat, football success. What about Mike Stoops?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I don't think he's, he's been good. very.
0: successful. I mean, he's made Kentucky very. Yeah, he's exactly where he
1: needs to be. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like he's. He is he has gotten Kentucky to exactly where Kentucky can be, That's but that thing. doesn't mean that he's going to take. Again, it's about where a And M wants to go. Here's here's who a is going to hire, Matt. Here's who they're going to hire. I'm going to tell okay. you right now, Bill Belichick.
0: That Bill Belichick is not going
1: to recruit <laughs> players. Here's who they're
0: going to hire: Nick Saban, Josh McDaniels. He's looking for a job. Oh God. Uh no, I don't th- no Nick Saban he's on he's got I'm convinced he's like one foot out the door,
1: even as successful as he oh yeah Sabin's retiring he's, he's not I, I, he's still, not think, I still think Saban's gonna like he's gonna have his his Krzyzewski tour like he's gonna tell us the year he's going to retire,
0: so like you know, like the is, off
1: season before he's gonna be like yeah, yeah this is probably this gonna my be my last, last year yeah.
0: so I I really don't know I can't think and maybe there's someone like again like I said. They were just oblivious that they would even take the job. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, at any rate, I think that's probably enough Aggie talk on this Baylor podcast. Yeah, this has been (laughs) the Aggie half hour. Um, You know, to cleanse us, Matt, tell us where we can buy a nice Baylor shirt. I'm glad you asked, Joe. Because I want everyone to go over to
0: our friends over at Charlie Hustle. And take a look at all the, the different choices you have there. Because Charlie Hustle is a clothing company, vintage-inspired clothing, based out of Kansas City. They specialize in collegiate and hometown apparel. They want you to be the best-dressed fan this season. So no matter if your team's winning three games at three and 3-7, and make sure to check out their wide selection of official-licensed collegiate apparel to show off your school spirit all season long. Like I said, they have over 30 schools to choose from. They've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. You can go to charliehustle.com and shop today. That's Charlie Hustle Vintage Made Fresh. Plus, Joe, if they use promo code 101215, you will get an additional 15% off non-sale items. That's ten one 2 for 15% off. You can't beat it, Joe.
1: I have like multiple Charlie Hustle things that are on my Christmas list. It's oh,
0: everyone should yes.
1: If you're if you're the kind of person that's like me, that kind of struggles with, you know, what to tell the, you know, extended family to get you because that's always my thing is like when my aunt in law is like. What should I get you for Christmas? I'm like, I don't I don't feel comfortable asking this person to spend an exorbitant amount of money on me. But I also don't want to ask for, like, uh, another thing that is going to just sit in my house that will never get used. So, like, Charlie Hustle is perfect. Like, get me a cool Baylor shirt. There you go. Easy. Done. Yep. This is the story of the one.
2: All uh-huh. right, Matt. Let's get into it.
1: Let's get into it. Let's let's dive in. Let's make some picks. We got we got another week of football. Um, actually, before we do that, hold on. I I I don't I want to. We we sat there. We talked about the Kansas State game. Yeah, and we then we we and then we had Aggie Hour. Yeah. I want to I want to mention the fact that in seven days, Matt, seven calendar days, yeah, the Baylor men's basketball team. Has won more games than the football team did in 11 weeks. So just, I want to mm-hmm. shout out to them. Huge win at uh against Auburn and Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I think we talked about that last week. We talked about last week, and then, and then they had a they had a gauntlet of like close together games, Jane, they weren't against it? tough John opponents. Brown.
0: We got John Brown.
1: Ninety six yeah. seventy win Gardner Webb seventy seven sixty two the Gardner Webb game was an annoying We're, game.
0: They didn't make a three pointer all game. Yeah, and and, first and time it streak like
1: of one thousand thirty two straight yeah, games. I think it was like
0: nineteen ninety. I think it was the last time or something like that. Some like crazy number.
1: Yeah, over a thousand games Baylor had made a three in a so, row, and we did not make a three against Gardner Webb. Still won by fifteen.
0: And then we played. And then
1: and then 99-61 to 61 against Kansas City yep. would have easily been a hundo game if we hadn't put brought in the end of the bench there at the end. KCU. But Baylor, man, they have scored 88, 96, and 99 in three of their games this year. This offense is potent as hell. And we have two
0: freshmen that are playing are just like...
1: Jacoby Walter was the Big 12 Player of the Week, the first freshman first in week. Baylor history.
0: First week, the week one.
1: Yeah, his first week as a college football player wins wins Big Twelve Player of the Week. He's averaging eighteen points a game, but only twenty nine minutes a game. He's shooting fifty percent, almost fifty percent from the field. Yeah, you, know, you got uh, you got a guy like Ray J Dennis coming in. He's got he's averaging about six assists a game, along with thirteen points a game, shooting fifty six percent from the field. Matt, so there's this team is fun. They seem connected. Um, they, I, I really, really enjoy it. They have a lot of, I think they have a long way to go on the defensive end of the ball. And to me, that's about being connected and being mature. So that's tough when you've got a lot of new guys that have never played together. Um, you know, and a lot of them are young too that need to kind of learn the physicality, learn to not ball watch, learn what off ball defense looks like, learn how to deny people before they get the ball into the paint. Um, those are things that I think will come with time with this team, but there is no doubting that this team is going to be one of the elite offensive teams in college basketball this year. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to be excited to see what they do, especially in this conference where it's kind of a defense first um, conference, like the games against Houston and against Iowa state are going to be really, really fun to watch.
0: Oh yeah. I can't wait. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't also mention the women's basketball
1: team. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was on Tuesday of this week. Our their close friend, game of the year.
0: Joe's close friend, Nikki Collin,
1: my 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 best friend in the world, Coach Collin. Um, that was the best Baylor athletic event that I have watched in this this like sports I mean, year.
0: I mean, I think people are sleeping on Baylor women's basketball.
1: Just to get just if you if you aren't aware, Baylor knocked off the number four team in the country, the Utah Utes, who had, I mean, just this the, the center that they had was so dominant. It was unbelievable how good this girl was. Um, and Baylor overcame that one 84 to 77. Um, I don't know if they trailed in this game, maybe for one minute maybe or I so, think like for one possession. I early. Think
0: they early. I think but they trailed
1: you know and it was one of those games where they 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 would get a 10 point lead it would get knocked down to 4 and it'd be an eight game eight point lead it could knock down to 2 and then it'd be back to an eight a nine point lead and then knock down to 3 but they just you know they never they took every shot that utah had and they came back out swinging they never lost control of the game um
0: huge win and
1: huge, huge win. win and it was to me It was the culmination of what we've been waiting for with Nikki Collins' style, vibes, her offense,
0: free-flowing, great
1: passing, lots of great shooting, off-ball movement, just really, really, really excellent offense. And one of the interesting things to me was watching Utah. It was like watching old Baylor. Having the biggest player on the floor. And you get it down to her, and you just say, you can't stop her. She's taller than you, and she's stronger yeah. than you, and she's going to move you out of the way. And then we're going to go play good defense on the other end. It was very much a Kim Mulkey style that I thought Utah played. And so it was really interesting getting to watch new Baylor against an offense that kind of looked like old Baylor and seeing new Baylor get that victory. That was that was a cool thing for me.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I can't wait. I'm super excited for basketball, both men's and women's. I can't wait for the season to just go full force. It's going to be really fun in conference. It's probably the best basketball conference men and women in the country. So
1: if you haven't watched, watched Baylor women play this play yet this year, which it's, it's likely because they've only played two games where the men have played four, But if you haven't watched uh, the women play yet this year, Put it on your calendar. Go look up their schedule. They're playing. They're playing Harvard on the nineteenth in three days, or I guess two days from when this comes out. They got McNeese on the twenty fourth, Alcorn on the twenty sixth. Um, they go to SMU on November thirtieth, and then they got a, a good game against like Oregon. They have got games against Miami and Providence, and then conference play starts against Texas at the end of the year. Circle some some of those games on those calendar on the calendar, and go watch. They are an absolute blast to watch. It is. One of the most fun brands of basketball you can watch, and Nikki Collins got them firing on all cylinders. It's a great team.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, let's go back. We will go back to football now. Um, womp womp. Can't make me womp womp. Let's <laughs> talk. We've only got two more games, and it's it's one of those things where we're going to act like this is this is painful and it's a chore to do now, but then we're going to miss it. Like we're going to get to. We're gonna get to March, and it's gonna be like I kind of miss college football, man. Like, oh yeah, like once when March is once over, basketball season's basketball over, it's over. gonna be like, ah, uh... yeah. And maybe we'll have a new coach by then. Who knows? Who knows, Matt? Um, we'll talk about that my vibes changed by the day.
0: We'll talk about that when we hit hit up the Baylor. Baylor. All right. So I'll,
1: I'll kick us off. I guess. I guess I'll kick us off. Um, all right, so just to just to round out what we've got going on. It's a good mix this week uh yeah. in in the world of the big twelve, only one early game, a couple of afternoon games, actually multiple timings in the afternoon, yeah um and then and then a couple of night games. It's like the big twelve kicks off every hour it feels like this week. So every hour you get a new kickoff. but the only early game that we've got, the eleven am on big boy ESPN. The Oklahoma Sooners travel to Provo, Utah to take on BYU. Oklahoma is number 14 in the country, 8-2 overall, 5-2 in the Big 12. Heading to BYU, who's sitting at 5-5, 2-5 in the Big 12. They're one win away from grabbing bowl eligibility in their first year in a Power 5 conference coming out of Independence. Oklahoma, though, on the road, a 24-point favorite in this one, Matt. Can BYU pull off the upset, grab that bowl eligibility, or does Oklahoma get a little bit closer to securing a spot in Arlington at the end of the year?
0: Yeah, BYU. I'm not picking BYU again. So I'm going to Oklahoma.
1: All right, I'm taking Oklahoma too. I think I think this is BYU's banged up, and it's a, if, a long. I don't know season. if the quarterback's
0: back yet. Slovis yeah. is back, so.
1: Kalani Satake talked this week uh about how this is the schedule that they've had this year is 100 percent the toughest thing that they've done. Like he's like, you know, I know we've played some some tough schedules as an independent, lots yeah. of Pac-12 games, but he was like, This is he 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 talked about how it was different, just a week in, week out thing. So oh,
0: where have I heard that? Oh yeah, me and you said that in the <laughs> preseason, and then BYU fans are like, "We always play tough schedules." And I was like, "All right,
1: let's go. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see." But no respect. I thought they were going to be worse than they are. I think yeah. if Keaton Slovis hadn't gotten hurt, I they probably their I year think. they probably might be a six to seven win team. Yeah. Um, they still can win six games, but it's not going to be in this week. I agree. I think I you. had them.
0: I think we both we may have both had them five and seven maybe.
1: Yeah, I think I we both had them like four and eight or five and seven. I so think is right around. We we definitely seven. did not have them going to a bowl.
0: Five so. and seven still on the board. Anyway, moving on. One thirty p.m. ESPN Plus. Cincinnati. Ooh, this is a nice. I, I like this game. Cincinnati travels in Morgantown. This is like a old Big East rivalry rekindling. Cincinnati, West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They are six-and-four on the year, are bowl-eligible. Congrats, Mountaineers. And Cincinnati is three-and-seven. What do you got, Joe?
1: Mm, You know, Cincinnati, big win last week for them, beating Houston, getting getting their first Big 12 conference win. They had been winless in conference since then um so congrats to cincinnati on that yeah. one they're not going to go winless this year that said it's on the road i know it's not a far travel for cincinnati and this is i think again i agree this is a cool game i've been excited to see these two yeah. finally get to you know they're next door neighbors and now they get yeah. to play each other they used to play each other in the big east um but that said west virginia is a, a, a touchdown favorite for a reason and it is not just yeah. because they're at home i'm going to take west virginia to win this one
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're West Virginia is just a better team. Yeah. How so? Yeah. They, I got them winning.
1: All right. On to the next one. Uh, a 3 p.m. kickoff, Matt, on ESPN two. We see the 23 ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys sitting at seven and three, five and two in conference head out on the road to face off against the Houston Cougars, who are four and six and two and five and big 12 play. Houston has to now win out after that loss to uh, to Cincinnati. They have to win out now, Matt, to, to make a bowl game, sitting at four and six. Oklahoma State, though, not the easiest matchup to get that done. They're sitting there at a six and a half point road favorite as they head into TDECU Stadium here in Houston. So, Matt, Can Houston pull off the upset, keep their bowl hopes alive, or does Oklahoma grab their eighth win of the year and keep their hopes to make it to Arlington at the end of the year alive? I
0: think Oklahoma State's going to want to get right after the debacle that they had last week in Orlando. So I think Oklahoma State's going to take care of business.
2: Yeah, I've I have think Houston's Houston is good. Play, I don't
0: think Houston play
1: in person. Like yeah. I watched I watched Houston play like, live and they are buns. So I am taking Oklahoma State to win this game.
0: All right. 4 p.m. on FS2. UCF travels to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Both these teams are five and five on the year. Texas Tech is a two and a half point home favorite. What do you think, Joe? Where are you at? Man.
1: This one's tough, all right? like it is. I agree. These are similar teams, and I think if some things had gone different ways for UCF this year, they would probably have a better record than Texas Tech. So... Texas, two and a half point favorite. You know what? I'm going to take Tech. I'm going to take Tech because they're just because they're a home team. I'm only taking them because it's in Lubbock.
0: Yeah. That's where I was going to. So I'm going to go ahead and stick with it. I think Texas Tech. Yeah. Same reason. Same reason
1: because it's in Lubbock. All right. We have not disagreed yet, which is fine. Just
0: fine. I'm resigned to my defeat, so I'm just I'm just being honest. Yeah, now,
1: yeah. Let's just flow with it, right? I'm
0: just I'm just being honest now.
1: Hey, this hey, this one though, you never know. All right, we're we're running through all the teams that are sitting there at five and two. All these teams are still alive for making it to Arlington uh, at six p.m. though, Matt. So our first nighttime kickoff. Kansas State. One of those teams that's alive for Arlington sitting at five and two in conference play seven and three overall 21 in the country. They had just a couple hours down the road to face off against the number 25 team in the country, the Kansas Jayhawks sitting at seven and three, four and three in the big 12 Kansas state, a nine and a half point road favorite in this one. Um, Does Kansas state keep their hopes alive? Does Kansas pull off a, a big old, Huge win that'll have the students partying, winning their big in-state rivalry game. What
0: so, think, I think I think I read like Jalen Daniels is back. I don't know if you know what I'm gonna go with Kansas.
1: You're taking the Hawks.
0: I'm gonna I believe in in Jalen Daniels and it'll the boost it'll give.
1: All right. The men from Morris, this is we're finally so. going to break with each other. I'm taking Kansas state.
0: I mean, as, as good as I think Kansas state is. The last week had a lot. Nothing taking nothing away from Kansas state had a lot to do with Baylor. And. Um, Kansas is a different team. The Baylor much better team. So. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the Jayhawks. All right. All right, Joe. 7 p.m. on Fox. Number seven, Texas Longhorns travel to your favorite place in the world, Ames, Iowa, to take on Iowa State. Texas is nine and one, and I think if they win this game, they'll clinch the spot in the uh, championship yes. game.
1: When, if they um, win this game, they they are guaranteed to play in Arlington.
0: Iowa State is six and four,
1: um, five and two in conference, five and
0: two in conference. So. Where are you at? What's 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 your gut on
1: this game? This is an Iowa State win. A hundred percent. This is this is one of those games that Iowa State wins every year. And I also want it to happen because listen to this, Matt. If Oklahoma beats BYU. Oklahoma State beats Houston. Kansas State beats Kansas and Iowa State beats Texas. We would then have a five way tie for first place in the big 12 going into the last week of the year. Because then you would have Iowa State, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma all sitting at six and two in conference. So you would have a five-way tie heading into the last week of the year. How so then cool it would, would that be?
0: So then it would go to like head-to-head, right? And then common opponents?
1: Yeah, and then breakers. you'd get down to to the Dave Aranda special. The, the point differentials and stuff would be in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, not all I, I know there are people that are opponents. like asking around from the Big 12 to see like, hey, what are like the deep down yeah. tiebreakers if this happens? I,
0: I saw like Brett Murphy tweeted out that first it's head to head, but it, and if they don't have head to head matchups, it's common opponents. Those are the top the first two tiebreakers. Yeah.
1: So it uh I want it to happen. So I'm taking Iowa State. What about all you? Right. I'm gonna go with Texas. You're going to Texas. All right. yeah, so I just we got think it's, it's their year.
0: There. It's their year. I mean, it is what it is.
1: All right. I'll take us to the, the game of the week, Matt. you are still going to the
0: game of the week? That's what we're going with? Okay.
1: For the first time in the storied history of this game, it has a name, Matt. It's never been called anything before. We now officially have the Blue Bonnet Battle not to be confused with the Blue Bonnet Bowl, which was a longtime bowl that was played in Houston many, many years in the or the,
0: or the book of the same name.
1: Yeah, or the book of the same name, which I gave the synopsis of last week. Um, who's the queen of funeral dinners? That's the question, right? Um, I've I've long wondered that. Yeah, in Liddy, Texas. Um, I can't believe I remember all those details. Yeah, the blue bonnet battle, which man, if you are a member of the student government uh, at either Baylor or TCU, you have to be questioning your decision making and creativity skills right now because it's basically universal um, dislike for what you've done. I also want to throw out there, it is 100% acceptable and okay to not like something that somebody gives you, and it is is 100% acceptable to voice that opinion, to make fun of it, that's fine, as long as it's like abstract and in good fun that you don't like the thing. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. I don't like it. I made fun of it. I put out some stuff that made fun of it. I thought they, I thought some of the stuff I said was kind of funny, right? Here's the it thing. is never okay to, it's horrible to threaten violence. Um, oh, I know where you're going now. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. never okay to like cross that line from, Hey, I don't like this thing that is associated with a football game I watch every year. Yeah. You know, I wish you had not done this. And it is another thing to threaten the lives of the people that did it. And there are fans that, uh, or fan. um, I don't know if he's alone or not out there that did this. Um, It ain't that serious. It's really not. So just like, let it go, have fun with it, make fun of it. It is stupid. It is lame. But that's okay. It's a football yeah. game.
0: I mean, all, in all, all fairness, in all fairness, I'm I'm certain like what this fan is tweeting is, I guess, in his mind, like satire. Like it's not he's not gonna harm anyone. But the this the nature of it is, it's just you're taking it too serious.
2: Yeah. Now it's, I
0: will it's say, it's not this. that
1: serious. The trophy is one of the worst things I've ever seen.
0: No, it's. To use your verbiage from earlier, it's total buns.
1: It's buns, yeah.
0: And It's so lame. And here's the thing. I sat down and spent, I don't know, 30 seconds thinking and came up with five better names for this game that aren't the Revivalry, which apparently no one on either side wanted to use, as as far as I know. I mean, maybe, maybe Baylor did. But
1: so Baylor fans, I, I have not seen a single TCU fan confirm this or anything. It's not like a fall. This is, yeah, there. this
0: is like a Baylor urban
1: legend at this point. But yeah, like at this point, like a, according to Baylor myth, it is TCU who came to the table saying that they did not want the revivalry. Yeah, Now but it may be true that that's what it is. That, that um, may be
0: true. And that's to me, that's that's a fair. That's fair. You don't yeah. want this connotation with the name. OK, that's fine. So here's I was talking to someone today. Here's what I think that could be true, and I believe it. I also believe the the name itself and the trophy that sounds like a Baylor thing to do.
1: Yep. So
0: <laughs> I think no one they
1: no, <laughs> TCU TCU may have ended the thing that we liked, but yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that Baylor was very much involved with creating the thing, the thing that thing we,
0: that all we liked. hate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like I said, you could come up with any other name that that signified that this is
1: the longhorn You know, if robbery, we if we talked Texas, a lot about Aggies on this pod and yeah. it, that's one of my problems with this is that I associate blue bonnets with Texas A&M because growing up we always went and took pictures in the blue bonnets. And where did you do that? You drove up Highway 6. Highway 6. Towards College Station.
0: Or coming from Waco, the same thing.
1: Yeah, you went down Highway you 6. Went down like,
0: Highway 6 to College Station. Yeah, it was always College the
1: college station is like kind of the a central blue bonnet location um so also, I, don't, I don't get it
0: also um in November in Texas there aren't a lot of blue bonnets
1: yeah so anyway Matt you said you came up with names what what are they
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna credit a uh, friend of the pod John Warren with the uh the horny bear I think that's the best one all right. Um, or, like, my thing was, like, if you want to talk about Texas and, and and I mean, just call it, like, the Lone Star Showdown or something that other Texas name that
1: to. Are you saying that tongue in cheek or are you being serious?
0: Lo- well, there something else called that?
1: That's what A&M in Texas is. Called. Okay.
0: But they haven't played that. Yet. <laughs> I'm saying this is the it's longest. Called
1: the Lone Star, yeah, that's like what the game is. Since,
0: called. But they haven't played since, like, 2010. Okay. But any, you could do anything.
1: I mean that's 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 I Mark Mark Moore from ODB has a great one uh that he's he's talked about a couple of times, not just when this happened, but uh the altercation, but it's yeah. like alter.
0: But again, I mean I'm kind of on TC side if you don't want the like church you know connotations, that's fine.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like I don't care
0: to, to me, you could you you could make an argument that the revivalry name itself wasn't necessarily talking about a revival it was we revived the rivalry whenever they returned to the league or joined in like they should have been Yeah, because that was a very
1: yeah that was a recent thing so we revived it if i'm not mistaken i've tried to find evidence of this and it may just be like i'm mandela affecting myself right now but i always remember in the old ncaa games um that it was, and, and there's already, a, and there's a much more famous game that's called this, but I always remember it was called the Holy War in those games.
0: Only one I know is Holy War is BYU.
1: Utah. Is BYU yeah, BYU. BYU Utah. But I've seen other Baylor fans throw Holy War out there, and I'm like, I always remember the NCAA video games having it listed as the Holy War. And so again, I, it could be Mandela Effect. I could be just making that up, But um, but yeah. Here's the other part of it. Like, You don't need to have or you don't need to have a trophy. What makes what makes this like college football trophy stuff? This is Big 12 marketing, right? Oh, yeah, because I fully believe that every everybody's coming out so hard and saying this was organic from the student governments. I don't believe that in a heartbeat. I believe I believe that um, the student governments went to the schools and said, hey, what would you think about this? Like, I believe that. But I don't believe for a second that they didn't get any guidance from the conference and from school administrators that said you can and cannot do this. And we would like it if you integrated this. Like, I think they said we want it to be alliterative. I think they said, like, it needs to have, like, a logo that's, you know, the logo is not terrible for what it is. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of it, of the name. But, like, I thought they did an okay job. the The
0: trophy is terrible.
1: The trophy is horrendous. It looks like they spent thirty seconds coming up with it. Um,
0: you could just do anything. It's like you didn't have to be like a. This is why I think you know I agree. Like,
1: but you don't need a trophy. You don't need you a don't trophy. Need a
0: trof- I mean, even if you have a trophy, you could have. You don't a, need one. You could have like a fire extinguisher.
1: That, you the know, coolest trophies. The coolest trophies in college football are weird stuff, like the iron that, skillet that TCU what I'm and SMU has.
0: You go back to the history and the. Uh, T.C.'s campus was burned. With yeah, a, and Waco well, and that's why, and that's and why Ted's, you know, the one that Ted yeah. came up
1: with is is, is is the fire extinguisher. That's what I'm
0: saying. You just have a have a weird trophy and just call it the f- whatever you want to call it game. Yeah, just like their their other so called rivalry was like the iron skillet. I mean, there wasn't a name for that.
1: Well, my my name that I came up with for it was arson and abandonment to highlight that we burned their campus down and that we left them behind when we joined the Big Twelve. <laughs>
0: That's good, but yeah, like we talked about, whenever they released like the schedule format, we noted that TCU Baylor is one of the few games or a few teams that have that they play each other every year, and all the other ones I think already have a name. So you have like Arizona, Arizona State. We talked about BYU and Utah, and And
1: Kansas, Kansas State, and Kansas,
0: Kansas State. Those all already have like names.
1: Yeah, it's the border war. What? Um, Right. Is that what the Arizona, Arizona State one? Well, no, wait. No, that's no, Kansas, it's... Missouri. What am I thinking of?
0: Sunflower something. That's
1: Kansas. Kansas State is the sunflower showdown. Yeah. Then the Holy War for Utah, BYU. And
0: what is I forget what? There
1: is. I think it starts with a B. I want to say it starts with a B.
0: Is it the territorial cup?
1: That might be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it does not start with a B. I think you're right. Hold on. Territorial. Cup, I, I'm like 99.9 repeating. Sure, you are right, and you are okay. Yeah,
0: so they already have like cool names. <laughs> so, here's what I think now that I'm thinking about it I think they just saw the Kansas Kansas State game, said Texas has flowers. What's a Texas flower? Blue bonnets,
1: yeah, whatever. <laughs> At least it's not like the mockingbird matchup because that's the state bird. Of Texas.
0: That's that's better, as a matter of fact. <laughs>
1: Um. All right. Anyway, we we're we're done. To dude. Kill a
0: Mockingbird.
1: The game is. Um. <laughs> it is. It it will be an actual game. The blue bonnet Battle. Um. The first. And thing, I pray to thing. God that after after Baylor loses this game, which I'll give you the details in a second, Matt. But after Baylor loses Spoiler this game,
2: alert.
1: I p- pray to God that this is not the game that gets Dave Aranda fired because the last thing I want is for him to get fired and TCU to be like, "Ha ha, we did it." Um. I'll
0: blame the blue bonnet battle
1: name. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll thank the blue bonnet battle if it happens at this point. The blue bonnet
0: Um, ball is uh, residing in Fort Worth, whatever it is.
1: Well, that's what I asked is, uh, does the loser of the game have to keep the trophy? (laughs) But um, anyway, they can
0: UConn, UCF and be like, the winner should just be like, you know what? Y'all can keep it. Hey, we don't really want it.
1: All right, Baylor does head the 90 miles or so, whatever it is, up to Amon G. Carter this weekend uh, to play against the TCU Horned Frogs. TCU will be wearing um, some special helmets for this one, and the Horned Frog does look kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Baylor sitting at three and seven, two and five in Big 12. TCU sitting at four and six, two and five in the Big 12. TCU has to win this game to stay alive for bowl eligibility. If Baylor were to win, they would knock TCU out of bowl eligibility, which would be hilarious especially coming off um, a national runner-up year for TCU. TCU, though, a 13-point for all intents and purposes, a two-touchdown favorite over the Bears Mm -hmm. in this one. Matt, does Baylor have any chance of winning this game?
0: No. I can't think of one fathomable scenario where Baylor wins this game.
1: So you're taking TCU? Absolutely. All right, I'm going to take Baylor just for the hell of it, because I think the only times that Baylor has won this year have been when we split on Baylor, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it. Like I oh, just you mean the three. I, I'm not I'm, gonna bring myself. I'm not gonna bring myself to pick TCU to win a game. Baylor's losing is. this game, 100. percent They are, but I'm gonna take Baylor. The first
0: thing, first time they won, I think we both
1: had we both had Baylor. LiU, you know, we we thought well, they yeah, that end. does not count. Okay.
0: They mean the other two times they've won this year?
1: Yeah. The UCF and Cincinnati games, I'm pretty sure we were sparked right. those weeks. All right. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll see get, what
0: happens. Let's let's, let's stick with, with Baylor for a second. I mean, you, you kind of alluded to it. The uh, the coaching question. Now, last week you were pretty firm that you didn't think any coaching change was gonna happen at the head coach. At, at the head coaching position at Baylor. And you've, you've kind of been, your, waffling. vibes changing. your vibes are changing. You said,
1: yeah, like, I don't know. It's just the fan base continues to be lost and.
0: Fan place is apathetic at this point.
1: Well, and what I, that's the word I was about to use is it's that I have, um, what I would describe as toxic positivity, right? Yeah. That's, that's my personality. I would agree. um i am if you made a a a, a, a lab you know like a, a black lab into a human being it's me okay like i have I, I i always have energy i'm always going 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 i'm always happy and i am very much baylor gang or die right like it's like i'll always find a way to 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 convince myself that everything in the baylor world will be okay. you did it
0: this this year after UCF, and, you were back on the back on the track.
1: Yeah, man, I was back on. <laughs> I did it multiple times this year, right? And I was the
0: one being like, Well, they can still go three and nine. You were like, Man, we're going to bow games.
1: And when my wife asked me on Saturday when we were out and about doing stuff, she said, Isn't Baylor on? And I said, Yeah. And she goes, Are you sure you don't want to watch it? And I said, No. That's when I that's that's when that's when some things started changing in my brain. Yeah. If you're getting somebody like me to the point of apathy, then the, then things are truly, truly lost. And with the number of people that I know that spend money that are saying we might not spend money anymore yeah. if they don't act. I, there's no way that that stuff is not getting back to the administration. And I still, I wouldn't bet my career on it. But I think it's, I'm much more leaning towards the likelihood of Baylor making a coaching change this year. It's not going to be mid-season. It's going to be no. at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I do wonder if Texas A&M deciding to fire their uh, head coach and Jimbo Fisher has any impact on what Baylor's decision is going to be? Um, You know, especially if they're in the market for a guy like Jeff Trailer, yeah. And I that's think... who, if if that's who Baylor would want, it's like, do you make the move at that point if you're Baylor because you know you can't outbid them? Like, what? I don't, I don't know what the decision making. Yeah, like. I think
0: they're. I I do think they're probably in different hiring pools, just by the nature of the.
1: Two oh, they're a hunt. Not think they are. They're, they are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like, it's. Now, macros, Rhodes, I think he said that like he said as much on his little when he does his interview with uh, the second 365 guys that, you know, he does it. He wouldn't make a change based on what other people do. But I mean, of course, he's going to say that. If that's reality, I don't know. But those are what that's he's on record saying. That.
1: Yeah, I, I believe him that he would not make a decision based on what other people do. But that does not mean that other people's decisions do not impact what yeah. he thinks he might do. I mean, we, um, we
0: we do know like he keeps it very close to the chest. Um, he's not gonna there's not gonna be a lot of leaks about what he's going to do one way or another. From what I've heard from people who do talk to insiders inside the program, there's there is no decision yet that they know of one way or the other. So it's not like they're keeping him. He you know they're gonna give him another year, but it's also not. They're definitely going to fire him yet. Um, my thing is, if you just look at it, if you looked at it on paper, put all the facts down, I don't see how you don't make a change. And that's been my stance since, like, non-conference. In year yeah, four. It, it, it may be just, a
1: thing where, like, if he goes out and he beats TCU and he beats West Virginia, you know, maybe people feel differently about things. Who knows? Like
0: After last week's game, I don't really think there's anything you could do because that was see this is what's funny
1: about that to me though matt is that there were a bunch of people at at the beginning of the year when when things looked bad right when we were sitting at what one in one and whatever when we had only beaten liu and and we were talking about like uh, I, there were plenty of people in the OD, ODB discord that I saw saying stuff like, you know, I, like I could deal with a five and seven year. It's just, I don't think we're going to win another game. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then we had the UCF game and then we had this Cincinnati game and like, but I, I saw people in week four, week five that were saying like, yeah, okay. I could deal with him staying for, with five wins. And now I see people saying at sitting here at three and seven, that there's zero chance. And it's like, well, you said a few weeks ago that well, yeah, won I five think it's,
0: games, It's I think you, that's a good idea. Like it sounds good in the abstract, but like when you see what the what the five and seven looks like, not all five and sevens are created equally. That's fair. And so, like, we've seeing what that's what seen I'm so saying far, though
1: is like, if he were to win, if he were to go five and seven, I could see them not firing him. I think that we might be at a point now where it's like, if he beats TCU. You start maybe going like, maybe he deserves another year, like and not the fan base. I'm talking about the administration. like maybe he deserves another year. He beat TCU. who knows? I mean, um if I, if he beats TCU and West Virginia, it would not blow me away if he loses both of those games, I think yeah. you just have to make a coaching change at that point. I think you do yeah.
0: So. There's so many other things in the play you know, around the football program like you've talked we've we've talked about it recruiting. Just recruiting general... so bad.
1: We're ranked sixty first, yeah. I think, in the country yeah. right now. Um, I
0: think we're near the bottom of the conference right now.
1: Yes, we are, and um, it's um, yeah, it's not good. Um, and there's been some quick big tweets from players where it's like, is that person going to transfer? Is that what that is? That what that means? No, yeah,
0: and and I've heard that there if, if he does stay, like I say, they don't make a change. He's going to have to like sell hard current players to stay. On top of trying to close out a recruiting class, because that's that's the thing about waiting till the end of the the season is going to be like we have that early signing period. It's like not it's like a couple weeks after the season's over. Yeah, and so like if you do make a change, then we've seen from from Macros searches that's not going to be a quick process. So like you're kind of hoping you can keep these guys together that have committed. That are still on the commit list for the early signing period, and just to salvage a recruiting class, because a lot of them may may decommit once if you do make a change. Yeah, and then you're gonna have to do a hard press. It's gonna kind of be like the situation all over again. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, but at yeah. any
1: rate, Matt. We don't we won't know. I don't think it, like I said. I agree.
0: Uh, I agree with you. I don't think I don't we'll think until after happen West, West
1: Virginia. Yeah. It, we'll find out after the West Virginia game. Yeah. Um and and that likely means that Dave Miranda gets fired next week because we said it's not gonna happen just like what happened with uh, uh Jimbo Fisher last week. But
0: Matt, well, it's like it's been a while. If it's if it's I like to, what happened. He gets he's already like they've decided to fire him like
1: tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about it right now. Yeah. Um I do want to talk, uh, there is somebody that I am gonna talk about right now. Real quick, Matt, and that is once again, one of our awesome 1012 sponsors, our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California, Florida, Georgia, and of course, the great state of Texas and many more across the country. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and an over under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's fast, easy, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. They offer every sport or almost every sport that you can imagine. I'm sure there's some sport you can imagine that's not on there, Um, but they've got NFL college football that we've been talking about. Basketball. Um, you know, they got soccer, they got MMA, they got plenty more on there that you can go check out. If you use promo code BEAR12, that's B E A R 1 2, you can get an instant 100% deposit match of one up to $100. That's right, promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your very first deposit for new users. Prize picks is available online and in the App Store or on Google Play. So go check them out. Go uh go make some picks of your own and see if you are smarter than me and Matt,
0: which you probably are.
1: Yeah, definitely are.
0: Definitely. All right, Joe. You mentioned before we started recording that you were reading. Get you something you're reading. So what 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 do you got going on outside of sports? Anything you're watching, reading, listening to? Uh,
1: yeah. So like I'm just doing like one of my my regular rereads of The Hobbit. Instead of watching Loki for some reason. I, something came over me and I was like, you know what? I feel like reading The Hobbit. And so I've been reading The Hobbit this week. And then just today I got James May from the show Top Gear. He came out with a new book. I had pre-ordered it months ago um, and it finally came to me today. It's called Carbolics. Um, and it's just like a collection of articles and essays and stuff that he's written over the years about cars. So probably going to read that after I get done with The Hobbit. I mean, it's it's winter time and it's like darker outside. It's a little bit cooler. I get I get into reading mode.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I am. I finished. Loki. And we'll talk about it uh, once you finish it. But then. um, Hold on, I just saw something that kind of caught me. Off guard, um. So yeah, so I'm gonna watch. I'm taking my daughters to go see the Marvels tomorrow.
1: So okay, tell me how that is.
0: Now I've heard people that didn't like it reviews, but the only reviewer that I trust is friend of the podcast, Devion Hinton. Dex says something's good, I believe it. So he has a, gave it a positive review. I'm excited to go watch a fun. Marvel movie with my daughters.
1: Yeah, I, I have no doubt that it'll be fun. You know, the problem with Marvel movies is that you 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 are inevitably and innately going to compare them against the myriad of options that you have in the Marvel universe to compare them against against things like Infinity War, right? um Like in well, game, that's I,
0: th- that's. I think that's unfair to
1: film. It is unfair, films. but it's just what happens, and and so it's, you know. And and I think a lot of people have Marvel fatigue, like myself personally. It's just like there's it's a lot of stuff. And so I can I can understand why people are just like less excited and and kind of get things. But it's gonna be a fun movie at the very like you're gonna enjoy yourself.
0: Like my daughters don't see every Marvel film. You know, they like Captain Marvel, of course. They're teenage girls. They liked Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus show, as did I. And so that's what it is. It's a fun. I'm sure it'll be a fun film. We'll have a good time, and that's what movies should be.
1: Yeah, it'll be a good dad daughter day. Yeah, and then Napoleon comes out next week. I'm excited to see that. Um, having it's a little apparently bit of wildly historically inaccurate,
0: and I am, I'm pretty sure the runtime
1: is like long. I think it's like two and a half hours. Okay. That's the only reason I haven't oh, gone to see Killers of the Flower Moon That's yet the because,
0: one. that I was yeah. looking at movies. That's the
1: one that's long. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon is like three and a half and hours, I've, three hours, 40 minutes.
0: Talking about mixed reviews, I've heard people say they left that movie in the middle of it. That it's
1: horrible. Well, I mean, yeah, he, 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 maybe it's because they bought tickets and didn't realize how long it was. And they
0: are like, this movie sucks. And then other people was like, it's a great, it's like, this is cinema. This is what movies should be like. Which is it? But well, you know, I can, film is, I can, film is I can subjective. fully understand that with subjective.
1: a movie like this because yeah. it's a Scorsese movie. It's it's Leo. It's uh, it's got those yeah Robert those Nero, movies like it's going to be insanely well made, insanely yeah. well written, but it's probably insanely slow.
0: Let's 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 trim this script down. Let's we can we can cut some stuff. I'm pretty sure we can cut something. We can make this a tot two and a half.
1: Well, the, the, I think part of it is because Scorsese really wanted to tell this story. And it's, you know, it's a it is a story. It is one of the scars of American history that yeah, is not often talked about. And talk about
0: I've it. also heard this is from like the like indigenous people like they it's also not accurate, which gotcha. No film can be accurate. I mean, I mean you're making a movie.
1: Well, and Scorsese has said that he, that it is that is a script based off of what happened. Like, I don't think he's trying to say that it is historically accurate. I think he's trying to be, he's trying to say like, Hey, this stuff happened. And now I'm going to use what happened to tell a story, but I want you to know about what happened. Yeah. So it does also start, or it doesn't star, but I know Jason Isbell, isn't it? Who's like my favorite recording artist. And so I also really want to see it just to see what character he plays in it. Um, but um. I I'm going to wait until it's not in theaters. Cause I don't yeah. as, as at my I was age say. In, in priorities in life, I don't have the capable because it's three hours and 40 minutes long, I think. And so including what? previews and starting late
0: four hours, you're going to be in there.
1: Yeah. You're going to be in there for more than four hours. Like I'm pretty sure it's three hours, 40. Let me see. uh Let's see. Killers of the flower moon. That is offensive. Runtime. If it's three hours, and oh, uh, it's three hours twenty six minutes. So three and a half hours. Still offensive. Yeah, to you're me. gonna be, you're gonna be in the theater for four hours if you go see this. It's a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, Mars Cressy is a menace. Google users have a, it's eighty percent on Google. So I mean, it's a good movie. But you're right.
0: This is a movie like I'll wait till it's on like whatever. Yeah, know, and I'll Amazon watch it. I'll whatever. watch it. After I'll goes to
1: it bed something. up upstairs in my media room in like, like multiple.
0: In multiple sittings like this is a movie like it'll take me two days to watch
1: so I won't it won't no I'll watch it in one quote unquote sitting but no. I will pause it to go to the bathroom you know, or pause it to go refill my drink like that kind of thing
0: I I legit like this is the way I watched what was it the Irishman and another I think didn't Martin Scorsese do that too Yep. that was also like super long and I think I watched that in two days
1: yeah uh yeah Irishman is actually a, longer than this Irishman a, is three minutes Irishman was three minutes longer than this
0: So yeah, I would. uh, I watched the first part of it, and then I went to sleep, and I finished the rest of it.
1: (laughs) Irishman's a good movie.
0: Yeah, but come on, Marty, let's let's trim some fat. Come on. Anyway, the thing that caught my eye, I was like, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has reported that Texas A and M interviewed uh, Jeff Trailer, huh, for its head coaching position. That's what kind of. uh, Stumbled because I read that real quick. This is from their Twitter, so it's just an interview, but uh, yeah, got that going on. But yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going to go see that movie. Um, and that's about it. Yeah,
1: that's about it for me, man.
0: It's about all I'm doing.
1: I gotta, wa- I gotta watch the TCU game this weekend. Woohoo!
0: Was it? Is this a fifth straight? Dis- uh, not Disney, but uh,
1: ESPN Plus. I don't. I don't care.
0: <laughs> but I mean, my thing is like this is also like we're talking about branding and the the state of the program. You people aren't watching Baylor play now. Granted, they're not good, so why would they anyway? But in this day and age of brands and consolidating of conferences. We're on the wrong end of it right now. Yeah, we are, and we something's got to be done, or you're gonna be on the outside looking in. If you weren't already, you're not positioning yourself to to be one of the guys on the inside. So that's my two cents about that.
1: I'm I, I'm I'm gonna call it right now, so that I'm gonna try to jinx it. But I I, I it's like I said earlier. I think I think Ross Bjork at A and think he's a smart dude. And I don't think they're gonna make the same mistake that they made last time. I think they're gonna hire a trailer. I think oh. they're gonna I think I think they're okay. gonna forego the big flashy name and go get the right guy. And I, and I think-
0: wholeheartedly disagree on everything you just said. Even a, especially about Ross Bjork. He is not a smart guy. Just go back look at his like Mississippi State or no Mississippi tenure. I'm sorry. Uh I do not Think he's honest or smart.
1: Oh, I wouldn't say anything AD. about honesty.
0: Or good A D. So. Hey, what's
1: go. the core job of an athletic director?
0: Uh raise money.
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's damn good at it. Well, job. I mean,
0: you could do that. You could be good at that job at AM.
1: Nah, he's raising money. The level that he has brought money in is ungodly.
0: Well, Mac Rose is good at that too.
1: Not at that level.
0: Oh, he'd be good at AM at it.
1: I don't don't think he'd be at that level. Mac Rhodes is getting as good at getting people to put their names on things. Mac Rhodes isn't as good at getting people to pay for players. And AM, they can pay for players.
0: There's a lot of extenuating circumstances with that,
1: I think. But Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Matt, I hope you have a great weekend. Where can people find you, Joe? Um if they want to on Twitter X, whatever it's called, um at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Um, or you can find me on rdailybears.com. Matt, where can the people find you and where can they find the podcast?
0: You can find me, I'm looking at it right now, on twitter.com at Matt underscore workman, and you can find the podcast at the in Pod on Twitter and uh the Baredin dot com.
1: The in Pod com
0: and um I'm pretty sure that this is primarily a women's basketball podcast now so
1: coach Colin our best friend
2: sports social podcast network
1: Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com
0: it's my little escape
1: now Judy's the life of the party
0: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa take it easy Judy (laughs)